0: Welcome to the Truly Nourished Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women break free from dieting and overeating patterns and transform how they nourish themselves in body, mind, and soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that will help you find more peace and freedom with food more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful listeners. Thanks for being here on the episode where we talk about why accepting yourself changes you into who you actually desire to be. For most people, myself included, we can get really hyper-focused on what we think is wrong with us, right? We will zoom in on what we perceive as our flaws, whether that is our physical bodies or something else like a way of being or personality trait. From that place of being super focused on what we think is wrong with us, we will then try to fix and change ourselves. And some of us can be really hard on ourselves. We can have lots of negative self-talk and that unkind inner voice where we scold ourselves and constantly judge ourselves for who we are being or for how we're acting or how we are showing up or not showing up in our lives. And we can be our own worst critics and worst enemies to ourselves, right? just by how we talk to ourselves in our minds. And this can be especially common and is also so very problematic for women around the topics of their bodies and their eating. And there can be this ongoing inner chatter of thoughts like, I'm so fat, or I look awful, or my eating is terrible, or I'm so out of control with food, or What's wrong with me? Or what? why can't I stay on track with my eating or with my exercise? And various forms and flavors of all these types of thoughts. And also because of this negative self-talk and mental chatter, women can feel a lot of shame or guilt or feelings of frustration around these topics of their eating or body. Maybe they binge in secret and feel ashamed or Maybe they always regain the weight they've lost and feel ashamed, or maybe every time they look at their body in the mirror or go shopping for clothes, whatever it might be, they feel frustrated about their weight or appearance in some way. And there is all sorts of negative self-talk and this strong disapproval of themselves, and there is no acceptance of themselves for their current situation. And along with the discomfort of feeling things like guilt, shame, or frustration around their body image or their eating behavior, and this disapproval of themselves, then comes this drive to fix the situation and this desire to perhaps eat better or to lose weight. And this could look like going on a diet or doing something to get back on track, to feeling in control with food again. And to grasp at changing yourself, to like yourself more. And so this desire and action towards change comes from a place of not liking ourselves and feeling disapproval for ourselves. And if this sounds like you in any way, that's okay. Don't use it as another reason to judge yourself because all of us do this in our lives in some way or another simply because... Our emotional pain and discomfort is a huge motivator for us to go after change. We all have this innate quality that we were born with to move away from pain and move towards pleasure. It's part of our survival mechanism of our brain that it uses to keep us safe and alive. And even though the pain and discomfort that are coming from our own self-judgment and that mean inner voice can be a big motivator for us and can get us to seek change and can drive us into taking action to fix what we perceive to be our problems and flaws. Unfortunately, that same self-judgment and negative self-talk will also be the thing that blocks us from being able to create true change and true transformation for ourselves. And this is because the more we judge ourselves, or shame ourselves, or scold ourselves, or try to punish ourselves into changing, the less concern we are showing for ourselves. And the less concern we show for ourselves, the less connected we are to ourselves. And when we are not connected to ourselves because we are always judging ourselves, then we are not able to understand ourselves. And the less we understand ourselves, and the less we truly understand why we do the things we do, then the less we can truly help and support ourselves into change and becoming different. I think the best way to understand this is to see that your relationship with yourself is like any other relationship. And what makes a healthy relationship with someone that allows for growth and improvement? Is it shaming the person or judging the person? Or is it accepting the person for who they are right now and wanting to connect with the person to understand them and to fully grasp what's going on for them? Of course, in a healthy relationship, it is the latter. And another way to think about it is to imagine yourself being a small child who is struggling with something that they're trying to learn. So let's say you, the child, is struggling to learn how to ride a bike. Are you going to best help the child yourself by scolding her and telling her how awful she is at learning how to ride the bike? I think not. You would be accepting of where she is in her process. You would be supportive. You would be kind to her. You would be encouraging that child. You would cheer her on and praise her and tell her to keep practicing and tell her she's going to do it. She's going to be great at it. This right here is why self-acceptance allows you to change into who you truly desire to be. Because when you can accept where you are now and who you are now, then you are showing care and concern to yourself, which means you are connecting with yourself. And by connecting with yourself, you can then be curious about yourself and what's really going on for you. And by being curious about yourself, instead of constantly judging yourself or your actions, you're able to learn about yourself and better understand yourself. And by understanding yourself, you get to implement new things. You discover new things. You can then implement new things to help yourself become changed. And as you implement new things and practice being a different version of yourself by implementing these new things, you're coming from this place of self-encouragement, and being supportive to yourself. And when you encourage yourself, and you can really cheer yourself on, even though you're not doing things perfectly, you really can create any change for yourself around your body, your eating, or any area of your life. Because it's just like the little girl learning how to ride the bike. As long as she is encouraged and praised and shown up for and helped and she keeps practicing this new skill and her new way of being as a bike rider, she will become an expert at riding the bike. She will change into a person that rides a bike and it will just be who she is. And once she learns that skill, she will have it forever forever. She might get a little bit rusty at times if she doesn't ride for a while, but if you learned how to ride a bike as a little girl, you still can ride it today, even if you're a bit rusty. And that is how we transform ourselves in any area of our life, whether it's weight loss, wellness practices that lead to weight loss, changing eating habits, and so forth. Now, in contrast... If there is constant self-judgment and someone is always saying to themselves things like, I did it wrong, or I'm doing it wrong, or I'm not good enough, or I'm never going to get it right, or I'm never going to eat good enough, I'm never going to eat right the way I want to eat, I'm never going to get the to the weight that I want to be at. And if if there's this constant rejection of themselves and no encouragement of themselves or Belief in themselves or trust in themselves, then they can't actually help themselves to truly change. So, how do we help ourselves to change and become different if we're always rejecting ourselves? That's the question. How do we help ourselves change if we're rejecting ourselves all the time? So, as life goes, if this is happening, We end up becoming these ongoing projects to ourselves, always focusing on what needs to be different about ourselves, but never truly changing. Instead, what we need to do and what works is accepting ourselves for who we are right now and where we are right now, aka being in a positive relationship with ourselves right now, even though we still want to be different. Because from that place of acceptance for who we are now in the moment, we can access our ability to learn about ourselves and then to understand ourselves better and then can access the ability to understand why we do what we do or why we don't do what we want to do. And we can get curious as to why that's happening as and as also curious to how we can help ourselves better. And how we can support ourselves better so that we can venture into doing new things in a new way that allows for true and lasting change. But in contrast, if we're punishing or forcing ourselves into change, such as forcing ourselves to diet or to exercise or to eat differently or to force ourselves into losing weight because we just can't accept ourselves, then we get caught in this vicious cycle of always trying harder, but failing more. And this is because we're not opening up to learn about ourselves or about our true needs. We're trying to change from the energy of fear, fear that we're not good enough and therefore from a place of rejecting ourselves. Instead, we need to approach change from the energy of love, from a place of, I am good enough, I do like myself, and because I do like myself and care about myself, this is the change I'm going to create for myself. And in my book, It's Just Food, that you can find on Amazon I talk about this in detail in the chapter about striving to survive. I believe it's chapter four. But basically, the more we strive to fix ourselves from a place of not liking ourselves or you know, thinking we're lacking or not good enough in some way, the more we spiral down into stress and then survival mode because stress turns on that survival switch in our brain and body. And anytime our our brain and body are in that fight or flight response, we cannot change. Because to that part of our brain, where our survival switch is located in our lower brain, it's all about just staying the same. Because to that part of our brain, if we're staying the same, we're staying alive. So if you're someone who tends to judge themselves a lot and if you have that negative inner critic and that negative voice always berating yourself in some way or another, especially around your eating or your body or your ability or inability to lose weight, and you're thinking negatively to yourself a lot in order to try to get yourself to change, and using that negative self-talk as your motivator and beating yourself up and being frustrated with yourself as your motivator for change, I want to encourage you to instead begin to have some self-compassion because just being kind to yourself and saying, hey, it's okay, I've got you. This shows your self-care which leads into having a positive connection with yourself, which leads into being able to understand yourself better so that you truly can make real change. So self-acceptance is so very powerful creating real change because when you are accepting of yourself, even as you mess up and fail and fall down, you are still supporting yourself and still encouraging yourself and still wanting to understand yourself and still wanting to learn more about yourself, and still wanting to help yourself so that you can become different. So just always remember the little girl who's learning how to ride the bike. What is going to be the best method for you to help her? We all have to start with having some compassion for ourselves, even for what we believe are the most unacceptable parts of ourselves. Because in truth, there is no part of us that is not deserving of being met with compassion. Self-judgment and self-punishment will not transform us. It will keep us stuck in self-sabotage and staying the same. And there's even been quite a bit of research on self-compassion for helping people create lasting change. Uh, Kristen Neff is an expert in this field. And if you're really curious about evidence from research proving that being kind to yourself and and, and all the stuff that I've been talking about today, if you're curious about is that really true, well, there's data and science and research to back it up. So to have self-acceptance and self-compassion as you step into being a different version of yourself is an essential piece of the process. When we can be our own best friend, we build trust with ourselves, and we start to show ourselves, hey, I've got you. I have your back. I won't abandon you. I won't reject you. I'm here for you no matter what. And this healthy relationship with ourselves is exactly what allows us to really change and become different and to break free from any old habit that is not serving us. So that's what today's episode is. If you really enjoyed this topic and found it valuable, you might also enjoy listening to episodes three and four about making true choices that lead to optimal weight and wellness because the content on those episodes is very complementary to this and what was talked about today. Thank you for being here with me. I love being here with you. Much love. Are you a woman who wants to end cycles of overeating and dieting so that you can experience greater health and well-being, more peace and freedom around food, more vibrancy, and more feelings of joy and confidence in your body? If so, I have a comprehensive self-study course called Food Freedom, Body Bliss, where you can learn step-by-step how to create just that. Go to RebeccaLaurelHill.com forward slash FFBB to learn more.